Well, Marys, we have made it to the musical challenge. I made it. I made it. I made it. I can stay. (laughs) The infamous musical episode of Drag Race Thailand season two. I have been dying to get to this episode. It like so we recorded we just recorded some things before this episode and like before we started anything I was just like the first question I asked Johnny I was like okay so you watch the musical episode right <laughs> you and I was like you know what yes. it's it just it's like life is before and after the musical episode <laughs> <laughs> totally totally the, this episode is there was an episode on season one kind of like this where you wake up and you're like, Drag Race Thailand is a fantastic show. Yeah. And, and this episode, it, I think, is the one of the season. Oh, I mean, having seen the rest of the season, I, I mean, it's, it's all great. It's all great. But um, this, nothing in the entire Drag Race franchise has, like, gutted me and gooped me and just made me like cry blubbery tears like mm. this episode huh. and on on frequent rewatch like I just rewatched it a couple hours ago before we recorded to take notes and I was like I'm not gonna cry again like I'm I'm now I'm in an analytical phase cry through the whole thing I mean just <laughs> like before like it just stupid like it was just I don't know how they I, it's uh. incredible God. Yeah, the the episode from season one, I think that like I recommend people to start with if they just want a starting point. Obviously, there's many in the beginning, but uh, the Royal Fire episode is exquisite. Oh, oh that episode, I've, I often consider that the most consummate episode of Drag Race in the yes. entire franchise. Yes. No episode has ever hit every single base, you mm-hmm. know, like every note. Mm-hmm. Um, everything happened that episode. Everything. Uh. Oh God, Royal Fire! Um, but this episode is, is uh, you know, right up there, if not uh, number one, definitely number two for me. Um, I certainly cried. I don't know if I was crying blubbery tears, but I think I've been crying a lot lately, uh, Fulty. But uh, not lately, but you know, certainly have been coming out of something. Um, and this was a nice mm. catharsis. I, I definitely cried. I cried more and more and harder and harder as the lip sync went on. Like it was. Oh, oh God. <laughs> That that's the part that goops me the most is when the lip sync started and the and the beautiful like collaboration hadn't even started yet and it was still just kind of this like derpy little opening. Even then, I start crying because yes. it's like I I I I think it's like I mean it's just it's so set up at that point with like Angela just like crying in the talking head, being like like you have to you know fight me. I need I want you to have this fight with right, me and like right. why are you still seeing me as your comrade on the battlefield? Like that line Ugh. broke my heart. Oh, I, it just I mean uh and that and that speech from Kim to Kana about uh, I want to see the warrior that you are. Uh, I just Oh, it just and like uh, art talking through tears. I know I'm just like blowing the load, but I just want to mention all of the goops. Uh, I haven't even said Pangina's name yet. I, I mean, Art just like there's this great moment where Art is there's the first talking through tears, but then there's kind of when he's trying to wrap up the episode and his voice breaks at one point, uh, and it's and it's something him saying like the importance of music, and it like breaks when he's saying that. Obviously, he's saying it in Thai. Right. It, it's it's so like it's so beautiful. It is so fucking beautiful. Thank fucking you. It's Thank so fucking you. beautiful. 
I mean, I, the, the, the line that got me was like, you know, we, we want to give you the support so that you fight, you know, yada, yada, yada. You're going to end up dead. So keep fighting through and you'll be an inspiration. Like, I want to see the warrior that you are. That, that and then and then Art's quote of like, you can kill me, but I refuse to be dishonored. It's yeah. all all of that has so much huge meaning to the people on this stage, to the the, the viewers, to just people that are oppressed in general. And I, I hate to go there so early. I know it, it bugs and rubs people the wrong way, but it's just so true. It's so yeah. true. You have to, you have to keep going. You have to keep going. And I love that, like, that message can be expressed in, like, this very specific, here's two drag queens who have to lip sync to decide who's going to stay in a televised competition. You know, like, on paper, you're like, there is nothing about this that feels emotionally, like, informed or to be this emotional. And yet, like, rips my heart out because, like, yeah, all of this truth and, like, the... The beauty of Kana and Angela just doing this together, and like, if I'm gonna go uh, home, at least I'm doing this with my friend. Yes, and like, yes. uh, and and them finding each other in the lip sync. They're right. like, there's this moment where the collaboration starts, and yes. it's just like, oh, I, I just, I, yes, I. The more the lip sync goes on, the harder I cry because yeah. I just like. I just can't believe it's happening. It's so beautiful. The queens in the back are crying. Like it's, it's so great and. I just, oh, it's one of my favorite moments of television. It's, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just so fucking good. Game of Thrones, who? <laughs> like, I can't, I can't emphasize enough that, like, you know, the Royal Fire episode obviously is a tearjerker as well because mm-hmm. it's, it's Dearest against Biella and, and, you know, it's all of that. But, so it's kind of sad in a way, but this was purely about the beauty of like connection and the beauty of finding each other and the beauty yes. of like of being strong and persevering and not giving up. And like, you know, that kind of message can just kind of sound really cheesy or kind of bumper stickery. But I guess in this context of like this fucking lip sync, it was like it just sold the whole message to me. In all of the other ways that it applies to life, you know? Right, right. And yeah, it wasn't over the head. It was, it's just something that you take and that you see uh, and comes to you and is a realization. Uh, this show, oh, this show, this fucking show. I, I, this I, fucking I, show. When people say, and I, just, I haven't been watching Drag Race Thailand, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you except you're missing. Yeah. You're missing yeah, something like, really spectacular. They say that and I just look over and like slowly roll up the, the the car window. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like watching them as the window closes between us. Like I just can't. At this point, if you're not watching Drag Race Thailand, you're not only not doing drag. I don't know what you're doing, Mary. I just yeah. don't know. Uh, well, with that, let's jump into this episode. But before we do, why don't we tell our Marys what they're listening to? Well, they are, of course, listening to another bonus episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. Mary Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny, and I am over the moon for this season. Ugh, and I'm Colin, and I am looking for my lashes on the floor after that lip sync. And... <laughs> Uh, we are, of course, continuing our recap of Drag Race Thailand Season 2, which if you are a Matreon 
you're hopefully listening to this at the tail end of April, the beginning of May. And if you're a free skate, Mary, then you're listening to this at some point in the summer. And uh, in that case, cowabunga, dude. But if you wanted to have listened to this sooner, uh, all you have to do is go to patreon.com backslash allrightmary to become a Patreon. And at this point, there's a ton of other stuff to go listen to as well. So, like, what a great time to become a Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, Drag Race is filming season five and or all stars five and season 12 so you know on the off season you gotta you gotta support other types of drag so i think drag race thailand is a is a perfect place to start yeah and bonus you'll cry your fucking eyes out yeah like (laughs) i just like you know rupaul's drag race has obviously had some very emotional moments and some you know emotionally sort of uh resonant moments but i i genuinely don't think it's had this effect on me ever like the way this episode has. Mm. I think a lot of l- listeners and fans of Thailand and myself included agree. Like this was this was a very special moment that happened at the end. Uh no, one that one that could have come off as kind of cheesy, but again it was it just seems so right on the nose without knowing it was going to be on the nose. Yeah. I, I mean I I think that and it's one of those things where it's like you couldn't have produced this. Like it was all I mean, from Kana being like, you know what, listen, I just, I, I don't think, like, Angela misstepped once. Like, I, I try, you give me a second chance and I've already failed. Like, there's no reason for me to stay. And from that moment to, like, I, I just, I loved everybody. I guess what I'm trying to say is everybody had an element in this, in this moment that you couldn't have produced. Like, Kana's yeah. decision to, like, have this kamikaze moment, you know, and, and, uh, Angela to be kind of like no like stay and fight and like, all, like Kim and her speech and Pangina and then obviously Art like I I loved what Art took away from that lip sync when he was like you know what you did was so moving and not just because I'm the host and Pan Pan's the co-host like this was like this was like some beautiful human shit right here mm. like I think that's kind of what she was trying to say yeah <laughs> this beautiful human shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like that's, you know, that's the appeal is like, this was just like this beautiful human moment between these two friends, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Kana. God, Kana came back and did this to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It was, it was like, I mean, when you were saying like, I could see her lip sync every episode. I'm like, oh, just <laughs> wait. <laughs> you don't even know. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, well, now I know, Mary. Now I know. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, the thing is, is like, because obviously, well, all right, I'm not, nope, nope, not going to speak anymore because I almost talked about a spoiler that I found out, but uh, nope, done. Okay. Um, so you so you know a little bit more. Well, I no, I only know what I told you before. I think last week. Oh, okay. Like, I yeah. Anyway, no more, no more. Sorry, Marys. Um, all okay. right. Let's let's talk about this uh, this Thai musical episode. Um, Angela casts the musical. She gives the smallest parts to Candy and Kana, which you know we get the Act One gun, uh, which I don't know. We don't normally get you know blazing Act One guns uh, or very deliberate ones, but this one seemed deliberately put. Where I think it was Kana or somebody said like, "Hey, be careful with those small roles because they could just do the right thing and then steal the whole scene," and that's exactly what happened. I mean, it's funny because that same conversation happened in the acting challenge in season 11 with Good God, Get a Grip Girl or or whatever, you know, saying to Mercedes and Kahana, you know, like, hey, you know, 
those small roles, like they can really pop and they can be yeah. the stars. Not for nothing, but Opelins, you own everything. Like that's what people are saying the most. Right. You know? That blew up. That blew up. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, there's a lot of truth in those little roles. I loved that they brought these queens to this huge warehouse set. I thought it was so fitting. I thought it was a great place to just like put on a show, to put on a little drag show in this like industrial factory, essentially, uh, and then bring some beautiful light and color to it, you know? Yeah, it was it was interesting and a little strange. I was like, so are these like are these like factory office workers? Like what? No, no. I think it was just the setting and they just. Okay. Yeah. They just like picked a space and, you know, it was bare bones, uh, kind of Brechtian in a way, but they had a car, right? <laughs> um, there was a car. Yeah. There was, there, was there were the stairs. Yeah. 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 And they just kind of made something not drag a, a playground. Uh, and, and that to me is, is, an element of drag that I love is when you can take a bland space and be like, Nope, this is where I'm going to perform. This is it. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it just goes back to like what so many kids do, you know, whether or not you go on to do drag or be creative or whatever, though I assume being creative would be part of this is like as a kid, you know, being, you know, then, you know, the, the basement playroom becomes, you know, this castle or becomes this, you know, obstacle course or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like you mm -hmm. just you turn this into something. And I yeah. think that's yeah, like that's fun. Of course. Did you ever did you ever play lava, Mary? Oh, my God. Oh, of course. Yeah, we used to play like, lava. Is like East, yeah. Is that an East Coast thing where like you can't step on the ground in the living room? So you have to step on every other surface or else you fall into the lava. Is that I don't know. Do other people play that? Like I. Where do kids I learn assume. that? Like, where do kids learn that? You know what I mean? Like, it's like the Stussy symbol. It's like, where do kids learn this? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know where we learned it. I mean, it's one of those things where, I don't know. I, I think it just, <laughs> I feel like I'm talking about masturbation. It's one of those things you just do, and then it feels <laughs> right, and you keep doing it, you know? And all of a sudden, you're doing it, you know? Uh, one of my favorite kind of draggy moments, uh, when I was a kid, you know, like, I'm talking like fourth grade, fifth grade, um... We would we would make movies, right? And we would like create little scary movies. And we had this walk-in closet that had these uh, folding doors, but uh, uh, two folding doors that would like fold in the middle. And uh -huh. we and there was a light switch uh, inside, so that you could turn the lights on in or out, uh, or on or off inside of this closet. And so we created a movie called Death Elevator. And whenever anybody went into the closet and closed the doors, uh, you know, uh, or right before the doors closed, the camera shook and the lights kind of flickered and then somebody died in the elevator. Um, and so <laughs> we, tur <laughs> we, we turned this closet into this death elevator. And uh, I guess the plot of the movie was we had to figure out how to stop the death elevator from killing people i don't remember the whole plot mary but uh that right. was it you know and um and it's just so fun to kind of pretend and that's kind of what i got from this is like okay we're in a factory but actually it's an office yeah and i mean we're talking about things we did as kids but this now makes me think about darcel and like the way she started doing drag where they're like they were performing on a table at the right. back of a bar right. like this is so i mean this is something you continue to do even i mean i think about amateur you know or you know 
theater companies where like they they work with a couple of blocks and sheets mm-hmm. and they you know you create a world yeah. and it's a, a i mean i think play. yeah yeah, exactly. I think, you know, drag performers certainly are, are having to navigate all different kinds of stages and spaces and create a whole fantasy, mm-hmm. you know, in that moment. So, yeah, I, I totally see the, the how fitting it is. And you know what else was also fitting, Mary? Angela walking on set in that leopard outfit. I was just <gasps> slayed, slayed. She is so fucking fierce to be so gay about it. Like, Fierce as yeah. fuck. Oh, God, yeah, I love her. she is. That pantsuit was yes. gorgeous. I just, <laughs> I am, I am continually, continually moving myself a few needles to the left on the uh, on the spectrum on the on the sexuality spectrum. Every yeah. time I see her, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I used to be like a solid nine point eight, and I am like easily an eight point two at this point. You know? <laughs> yeah, she is. Oh God, she's so stunning and so vibrant and magnetic like there's something so x factor about her i just i i can't stop looking at her like she is so engaging and and kind and beautiful and i oh god and this challenge i can't wait to talk to you about my favorite nuance from this challenge mary do you want to just go into this i i think this is your moment this is the moment This is come on, Bat. So okay, um, I'm gonna skip all the way to the end, and then we can go back. But Angela's face as the boss. So she's mm-hmm. she's basically slut shaming um, the girls, like for being so yes. into the guy, and she's like, "Reserve your body so you avoid rumors." Um, and then I guess there's like a twist, and Angela makes this face before she like sluts out uh and it's very like keenan thompson as Whoopi goldberg like she looks over her glasses (laughs) she lowers the glasses and she has that moment and then that music and it goes like dun 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 and then she yeah and she does that big cheesy that's annie face in the guy's lap yeah yeah she was cute yeah oh my god um it was so good yeah I, i thought the musical was i thought it was really fun i mean i think I, I didn't try to follow the words too much, I, I, enough to kind of gather the story, but I was like, okay, so, all right, story's pretty simple, got it. Uh, yeah. Get into work, CEO's really hot, cool. Right, right, and you they know. all want to fuck uh, him. That's and they all want to fuck it. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can follow this plot, yeah. But, um, um, Bandit, but, Bandit was serving me uh, Secretary Realness. She was Janine from the Ghostbusters, is what I wrote down. Oh, yeah, I agree. I thought Bandit, I was just going to say, she really, like... I, I liked the character she was playing. I liked mm. this woman. I thought it was an interesting choice. Yeah, she was she was one of my favorites. I again, like Srimala is certainly something of a pizza queen. Like her I I just kind of saw her I know she was probably just another worker, but she to me was kind of the intern. Um and she mm-hmm. like really wanted to fuck Nikki and she had that whole song. Um she was also wild and kooky. Um for whatever reason, Candy won. And I I thought it was great how she slid down the banister, but I just didn't think I didn't understand yeah. why the judges were like, oh, Candy, you did it. You know, that to me felt more of like, I think the storyline of, you know, oh, you know, she's I think with she and Kana being back, I think it kind of made sense that each of them had kind of a pivotal turn in this episode. And for Candy, it was kind of like, oh, no, you definitely deserve to be back. You know, you killed it. But like any one of them could have won that, you know, in that in that musical. And then even in the runway, I think they just kind of had that opportunity to give her that moment. Um, yeah. 
you know, and kind of validate her return, especially because she had missed so many episodes. Like, they really mm-hmm. needed to, like, validate why she should be back, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I just didn't see it uh, in the musical. I would have given it to Angela or even Bandit um, or even Srimala. I thought they were the strongest. Um, I thought the choreo was was really funny during when Nikki comes out and they're all kind of like twerking on the ground on their hands and knees. And, uh, Oh yeah. And they're all on their backs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I, I really enjoyed, I mean, I enjoyed it overall and, uh, you know, yeah, it was cute. It was, it's, I mean, they're, they're, you know, no complaints. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, it, it, the story itself is very simple. So it's kind of just like, and it doesn't really go anywhere, that dynamic. So it's like, oh, yeah, that one was funny. Oh, that was funny. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like a solid B-plus kind of thing, you know? Right, right. The 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 challenge itself. Like, the writing, you mean. Yeah. 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 Like, I think it's funny, though. Know, it's the musical episode, but I don't think of this in the same way I think of, um, you know, the rusical or, you know, the shade the rusical or whatever. Sure, sure. I think, you know, when I was watching the episode, once the musical was over and I kind of looked at like how much of the episode was left and more than half of it was left. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this episode's not really about the musical, you know? Right. right. It was, it was uh, something of a mini challenge in a way. Yeah. 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 For something so big, it was kind of like, I was surprised to see it all be over so quickly. Right. I, there wasn't probably much drama. They, it was just done really well. And the, the Queens all kind of rose to the occasion. Um, yeah, and obviously it, it left like. airtime, you know, for everything that happened at the end. So in the edit, maybe there was more they could have shown mm. if all this stuff didn't happen at the end, you know? Right, 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 exactly. Um, the the runway this week is about, I guess, like the Dolly Parton of, of like, that culture. Uh, 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 I guess uh, Poom Pong. Yeah, Poom Pong. Poom Pong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, country music. I don't think they mean country music the way we do, obviously. Yeah, I, I think that I think it may be. I, I don't know. I think it's that's an interesting suggestion, right? Of like what what denotes Thai country music? Like what are the elements of it? Yeah. They say, oh, that's country music. You know, Yeah, I wonder if it's kind of like folk music in the sense that like it tells a story um, and it's about people's lives. Because folk music is right. like tells a narrative about uh, a person or about an experience or a part of of life, right? And it's uh, it, it's not pop in that sense, um, right? So that's kind of how I read it. That this person, um, Pumpong, had like stories to tell, uh, and each song was a different type of story. Yeah, and Vanda is our you know representative of all foreigners. She was like, L- "Trust me, <laughs> listen to her. Trust me." I was like, "Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, all right Mary. Vanda, Miss Jokum." <laughs> I'm not Jokum, bitch. <laughs> I'm not Jokum, bitch. I'm not Vanda, Miss Jokum, bitch. <laughs> um. So on the runway, uh, we get art. Uh, with the blue dreads and that like crazy, crazy sparkly rainbow dress. Um, yeah, I call this look Judge Dread. <laughs> um, and <laughs> now here's the thing, right? We have like art as Judge Dread and Pangina as a strong gay woman. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to be that person. But I, but it like it. I, we wouldn't be all right, Mary, if I didn't acknowledge. Like, I don't care. 
I personally don't care. And I'm not like, oh, she's appropriating. I just, I, 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 that's not my case to make. That's not my, they didn't call that number at the deli counter. That's not my number. Uh huh. But I am curious if other people feel that way or if that's a thing or if that's just being Western about it, you know? Yeah. I, again, it comes back to that discussion of like Western. Um, ideas and understanding of culture, um, especially when you go into a, a homogenized society, one that's just like basically, you know, it's not like the U.S. where it's a bunch of cultures. There's like one dominant culture and uh, in 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 this area of the world. And I uh, so so it, it just depends. And I don't I think we have to just claim ignorance here. It's like we don't. I mean, obviously, yeah. as Westerners, we can see like, hey, is this appropriation or is this um, appreciation? Right. And I think even Pangina speaks to that when she spoke about I think she said it about um, uh, Indian culture and Japanese mm-hmm. culture. I think she even mentioned that um, like there's a fine line here. Like, what are you doing? Um, but obviously, uh, you know, in terms of like having African slaves in Thailand like it wasn't that that didn't happen right they yeah there isn't that same historical context yeah yeah um, so I think it's that, so, so in that sense I think that sensitivities would be different because that history isn't there and that's kind of how I read it yeah and I, I agree I think we've talked about that in the past where it's just like you can't apply the same the same lens but I think it's um I guess it's because you know the show airs in Thailand, but a lot of folks are obviously watching it all over the world. So that it's it's a curious opportunity to see like how things translate and how they don't, and 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 to be willing to kind of say, okay, but like what's the what's the larger intention? What's the larger context? Because um, I would be it would be so disappointing for people to see this and then just do a snap judgment of like, oh my god, people in Thailand are so racist, like that. Right, ugh, right. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and and I don't know if that's always like the jump. Uh, but it certainly is like, oh, you're taking something that doesn't belong to you and you're not respecting it. You don't understand the culture, blah, blah, blah. And I think all of that is valid. And when you're adding that to this discussion, there's so much more complexities to be had. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's we've, we've got these other judges. We've, we've seen auntie slash uncle two before mm. in debut season. And then we've got. <laughs> Uh, hi and Kim. Hi Kim. Uh, is there two <laughs> other judges who are great? Who obviously Kim obviously is is angling for a best supporting actress with that speech later. Oh, so God, oh she's she's like overstepping uh, Pangina's heels, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, well, well all right, Kim. Uh, <laughs> but then she did it so well. I was like, well, well, Pangina, if you're just gonna sit there with your fingers in your eyes, then Kim's gonna have to do yeah. the the. That if you're gonna cry, then make a speech and cry. You know what I mean? Oh, you love you love that reference from Project Runway. You I just, do. <laughs> we should I post do. it somewhere so people understand like that whole scene. Right. It's like if you're gonna cry, yeah. cut, cut and cry. <laughs> cut and cry. Well, and it's just like such a great like reality TV co- concept of like you're here to do this and you can cry while you're doing it. That's the whole idea. <laughs> totally, yeah. Totally. Um, so the runway we get Vandom is joking. Vandom uh, is joking. Uh, looking, yeah. looking absolutely stunning in the leopard with the vinyl record on her head. And, you know, I think she, 
she got praised for this because there were wink, wink, nudge, nudges to Pompong, but it was not. It was also it was an inspiration. There was like a new idea to it. Right, right. She didn't just copy it. Like she, I think there's always that idea of it's clear you've done your homework. I think yeah. they like there's that sense that you're not just showing us something obvious, but like this was an informed decision. And I think, yeah. you know, not knowing the references, it seemed like she really, you know, it was a little bit of Pumpwang Zahara Benet, you know, but mm-hmm. maybe that's what Pumpwang does as well, you know. Yeah, you know, Michelle talked about this on this week. As a judge, she looks for the details, and I feel like Art and Pangina, like they're constantly pointing them out. Like, oh my god, and she did that. <gasps> look at that. Look, at, the details are what make a look actually really special. And if you just come out, you know, if the challenge is you know Barney, and you come out in a Barney costume, it's like, well, okay, right. Right, but if you're wearing a gown that has like purples and greens in it and you mm-hmm. have some kind of weird dinosaur like earring or something like that, well now you're, you know, now you're doing something. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um so yeah, Vanda I thought was stunning. Uh as as usual for me. I mean, she to me she is top 3 material and I can't mm-hmm. I can't I I don't want her to go home and if she does go home, don't tell me. If she does go home, I'm going to be really really sad. I'm going to be really sad. Because I really enjoy her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this week, certainly, like, I think, obviously, she kind of had, it didn't end up being anything more than kind of an act one water pistol. But the whole, the fact that she would be, you know, <laughs> lip syncing and tie, um, you know, and having to, like, overcome that challenge. But I think, mm. you know, Vanda, like, I think she's talking to Bandit about it. She's like, you know, whatever. I knew what I was getting myself into. <laughs> like, yeah. you should come prepared, you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, Bandit. What did you think about Bandit's reveal? You know, I liked that one of the judges said that she kind of secretly gave a performance. Um, you know, I, I I liked it. I liked this look. I It seemed like the judges were kind of mixed on it. I loved when Pangina stood up to say, I hated that skirt. Like, she stands up to agree <laughs> with Uncle Two. And I didn't hate it that much. I, I don't know. Bandit is like... I never have anything actually technically wrong with what what Bandit comes out with. Yeah. But I kind of feel like I can see why they're not their their minds are still not being blown. And I don't know why that is cuz it's know. good drag. Yeah, I I don't know. My mind was kind of blown by this reveal. I thought the reveal was surprising. I did not think it was going to happen. I thought the top was fantastic to the point where I was like, "Well, what could happen now?" And then she reveals it to the white and it it they they were saying like, oh, this is that song. Oh, my God, it's that song. And then she does the whole drama of, you know, being sad and the flowers are coming off of her as she's uh, dropping to her skirt to the floor. I mean, it was to me, this was a great, great runway and and right right in there with like what what they do on Drag Race Thailand. Yeah, I mean, I had no complaints about it. I thought it was really cool. I liked that there was a performance element. I didn't, I mean, aesthetically, it didn't bother me. Um, that reveal was awesome. Yeah, I don't know. They, Bandit just keeps kind of falling just short. It keeps kind of juju being, you know? Yeah, juju Um Srimala, I thought they were going to read this down. And they, yeah. lo- they love the red shoes as like the big detail because I guess they're bright red shoes from the shoes that they had to choose from. And so she sp- she even made them red. And they're like, oh, she did her she did her homework. But it, she wasn't wearing a wig, right? Or was that a wig? 
Uh, she may have been wearing a type of wig because okay. it was like a different type of hair. It was her um, hair. It was like uh, Pumpwong's. It was kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's just whatever. How whatever she was doing. Yeah, like it was. It was the, it's supposed to look the same way that Pumpwong did. Um, yeah, the red shoes, or as Lucad would say, red <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Red shoes. <laughs> uh, she also did the voice in the ring. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I, I. It was interesting. This reminded me a little bit of like something that Tormai would have done, where oh. there's kind of all of this like story underneath of it mm. that like once you knew the story, there's kind of a sense of appreciation of what you're seeing, but just on its own, I just. I didn't love it. Yeah, I did. I, it, this is the, the thing about Serena Law is like, she's a pizza queen, but she's kind of like, a, well, she's dollar pizza, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh, sometimes she's dollar pizza. And then when she lip syncs, it's like, oh, this is CPK. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. This is brick oven. All right. Yeah. You're coal fired. Yeah. <laughs> Made with New York City water. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, okay. Oh, I can taste the difference. Yeah. Um, Angela comes out. This look got uh, panned uh, because it didn't really fit the challenge. They weren't getting Pumpong. Um, she, I guess, she yeah, was, she was this like karaoke singer. I thought she looked absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it just it she looked do, great. It didn't do what everybody else was doing. I guess. Well, and it seemed like her interpretation was just a little bit looser in that there was an, there was some reference to the whole B thing, which is mm-hmm. some Pumplong reference. Obviously I don't get. And then there was a reference to the raffle ticket thing, which is similar to what Kana did. Like, it seemed like there were a lot of things that were kind of pulling from things that people would know about Pumplong. I don't know if they were raffle tickets, whatever they were. Um, but it was like the interpretation was too loose. Whereas, you know, like, Kana, they were like, this is like an exact copy where Angela was the opposite, where they're like, well, this is just like too, like too derivative, you know? Right. I mean, if I'm thinking about the, because I know that the musical episode was like the scores were put in here. Um, I, it seems weird that Angela would be on the, in the bottom two. To me, the bottom two is Kana and Srimala. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly, uh, and you know, I have to say, like, let's talk about Kana for a second. Like, I I kind of loved this. I oh wasn't sure God. what was so bad about it. I thought it was I, so great. She was, she sat on the moon. Uh, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a great presentation. They just thought it was too literal. I'm like, girl, her, her last name means moon. Like, so she comes out on a moon. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, I was like Cynthia, my moon goddess. Like, what? <laughs> what? What are we doing here? That was <laughs> Cynthia. Wait, just a chip. Oh, that Jaja uh, diamond ring you bought, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> that Jaja diamond ring. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. I. This was another one where I was like, I guess I don't get it because I love this look. Right. I love this whole thing and. Right. They're just, like, they're not buying it. To me, I agree. I think, like, well, I guess, you know, the, before we kind of assess tops and bottoms, finally there's Candy. Or, yeah, Candy who wins. Oh, yeah. Candy, Candy, Candy. This, I I don't know. It, her, her coat had photos of her on it. She wore that, like, red coat. And then she revealed the bee, and she, like, just pulls out a moon that she's holding. I'm like, I don't. She had the lasers, yeah, and she's I just guess. like, moon. 
Like, yeah. how literal could you get, you know? I'm a bee. This is the moon. This is a picture of her. Pumpong, you know? Yeah, this this to me was too literal. Yeah, I call this look Buzzy Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was way too I literal. It I mean, his girlfriend. Woof. Woof. <laughs> Bzzz. 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 <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, yeah. This look, um, nothing, honey. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, I feel nothing, honey. Um, I feel nothing, honey. Take this look back to the comb. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, I just, I, I liked it. I thought she looked really cute. I thought she looked really funny. But I think. This again <clears throat> kind of felt like like the negative response that Kana got and the positive response that Candy got both felt like okay, well mm. this <clears throat> this feels like really, you know, specific. Uh but that being said, like there's no way they could have predicted that what was gonna happen, right? Like I can't say like, oh, all this was set up to have the moment we had, because there's right. no way they could have orchestrated that. Right. You know? Right. Maybe it would have been a dramatic like Angela versus Kana, because Kana's so fierce and she just came back into the competition and Angela's a front runner. Like maybe they yeah. thought that was the drama that w- that they were gonna create, but they got oh, like that's an a- angina moment, you know? Oh, that's a good point. Is that instead they were kind because you know, that's a really good point, because it wasn't that was it Candy or was it Kana that Angela had said at the end of the last episode, oh, this is the queen I like most. That's like, Candy. Most dreaded. It was Candy. Th- that's Candy. That, I think that that could have been interesting of like, oh, and now you're going to have to like, you know, yeah. go against her. But but, but Kana was like a lipstick assassin. So like we knew that yeah. she was going to like turn it out. So, you know, yeah, I, I feel like maybe that might have been it. But yeah, there, it seemed like they were creating a moment where a returning queen was going to take down a titan in the competition, uh, and they were right. going to create that moment. Yeah, and I mean, God, what happened instead it was just—I know, I know—TV oh. gold, TV gold. I, I did love what they told Vanda. That idea of like you're, 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 you're really figuring this out. Like you are giving us your perspective it, it, down to one word: perfection. Like it was a really, really beautiful thing to say to her. Um, and you know, and then they kind of go down the firing squad and just kind of read each of the girls. Um, and then when they got to candy, I was like, no, what, what you were the best yeah. musical. What? I, it was odd. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm happy for candy, you know, yeah, like same, it was same. a sweet moment, but I guess it's like, I can't be too mad about everything that happened because it meant we got what happened. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. I mean, uh, do we need to return to that to that moment, to those speeches? Talk about Pangina. Like, give me – what is Pangina I mean, doing here? <laughs> you know, I love that, like, when Kana, you know, kind of throws in the towel, that Pangina just, like, shuts down. Yes. And, like, it just, like, puts her, her, you know, fingers in those eye boogie, you know, ducks. And so um, – and then, yeah, like I feel like Pangina, obviously she has that speech and then the lip sync happens. But if you watch especially Pangina, like after all, like she is not, she doesn't say anything. Right. She's not hugging other people. Right. She's not interacting. And I don't think that she's unhappy about it. I think that, I don't know what she's going through, but 
you know, they show at the end of the episode, you know, like Art hugging the other judges and saying, oh, I couldn't hold it together and whatnot. Mm. And Pangina is just hanging back. And it's Ugh. really, really interesting. I noticed that too. I, uh, yeah, that's why I brought it up because she just kind of, she shut down. Yeah, yeah. It was really, and I, yeah, it was just really fascinating to kind of see those reactions because everybody else is just having such huge emotions. I mean, Angela is like open mouth sobbing while yeah. everyone's hugging her. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, and you can hear it. Like it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a curia hopping and crying and untucked. You know what oh, I mean? God. It's that kind of like guttural crying. Um, <laughs> And, you know, and, you know, who's also really cute is, like, you can see Sreem a lot. Like, she's a wreck. Oh, like, I she's know. Oh, she is wreck. the cutest to watch. She is so yeah. sweet. My little Sri Sri. Uh, yeah. That's what I call her. That's what I call her, Sri Sri. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sri yeah, Sri, yeah. Just to mention the lip sync real quick, both of these bitches fucking turned it. I mean, Angela with, like, the percussion oh. sounds... Her, her movement Ugh. and her confidence. And then you have Kana, who is an expert, like an expert with her body and her face. They, yeah, this was a wonderful match. And I, I wish that I could have done like a play by play, but I, I can't just pause and watch. I need to watch the whole thing. So I, I couldn't I do agree. a play by play. Yeah, I agree. And I think that there's something about this that it's about seeing it. It's about the build up to it. It's yes. about like the energy of just like watching these two people, you know, find each other, find each other and like and kind of like, you know, if if we're going to go down, we're going to go down together, you know, yeah. like I just, you know, and we're going to go down looking amazing and giving a great performance. Mm. Like there was so much I think about. You know, I mean, it's so funny to say this, like honor and dignity and whatnot in the world of drag race. But I think it's I think in where that makes sense is you are here displaying like your art and like what you do for a living. And you could change out drag for any other kind of art form. But that's what you're here to do and here to show. And so, like, don't give up on that art in front of everybody. You know what I mean? And like also, at this moment. And also, I mean, give Angela the respect of like, let her fucking fight. You know, yeah, it's, exactly. It's also and like she's she asking needs to for showcase. It. Yeah, she needs to be showcased too. So even if you are gonna lose, like, yeah, let let her win, right? Like, let her slay you. Um, and it's you know, it's interesting. It makes me think of like Mocha Diva when Mocha was like, "Well, I'm giving the other queens this gift." Of what's like, that, babe? What's that, babe? Yeah, oh, yeah. What's what's that, babe? Well, you know, <laughs> babe. Like, I, I would have done it differently, babe. <laughs> You know what I mean? Is that idea of like your contribution to this con to this competition is not your contribution is your art and your yes. talent. Yes. Not some kind of like here, I'm gonna step out of line so that there's like more room for everybody else. It's like, a gr it's a great parallel to make between that and this, right? Because Mocha Diva mm -hmm. has has a different type of exit, right? That's equally as kind of sad, but in a way it it, it felt dishonored, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It felt like a dishonor, whereas she had, yeah, like, I, I, it was interesting. This, I think this season, like, we just don't see this on RuPaul's Drag Race is that concept of, like, dishonor, mm. you know, like, treating it with that kind of respect. I think it's just, like, really, it's yeah. a fascinating lens to watch this all, you know? Yeah. I mean, we talk about the gospel of RuPaul in terms of, like, this is often, like, 
church for for you know or whatever you don't or do believe in every thursday or friday whenever it airs to go to the bar and kiki with your friends and see gay people on tv and i i think of silky immediately from this past week where she was she she didn't paint her face it was like right it, it's that's dishonorable right it's like that was yeah. disrespectful v- valentina you didn't put any eye makeup on like you got to do the whole thing we want you to see do, right. we want to see you do the whole thing mary because it's right. about honor it's about the respect for the art form it's about the respect for this cultural movement and moment that's happening right now and if you're going to pursue your art and you want to be successful, like these are these lessons that are built into these shows of like, if you want to be successful, then, you know, how many times do they say on Drag Race Thailand, like, keep fighting, keep fighting. Mm. Nobody's, nobody, you know, it, it's like the thing of like, well, when Michelle, some, she'll, you know, I, I'm fighting for people's rights every day. I'm like, mm, mm. are you fighting? <laughs> mm. You know, but I think using that, you know, uh, using that verb, I think it's like the it's it's kind of giving this larger context of like this isn't just about keep being a drag queen, keep improving your fucking eyebrows. That's not what this is about. It's right. like keep fighting for you know, keep reclaiming your time, keep fighting for your space to do your art. Like that's right. keep fighting your own inner saboteur that's telling yeah. you to stop. Like you know it's just about that you have to be persistent about the things you believe in and we just happen to see these people who believe in their art as drag performers and then being persistent in that but you can apply this shit to anything yeah and you know to be perfectly honest with you i i was a little bit more gentle with my thoughts on silky uh in the main episode this week uh just because you know i don't know her i don't know what the fuck she was going through but if i'm gonna just take you know a, a stance from way back ignoring like whatever that human was going through it's like are you kidding me this we need this space and the minute we like go halfway or give up we're gonna lose it i it it seems so out of character for her for silky to to do that and so in the same way of kana being like yeah I'm, i'm not gonna do it she deserves to be here it's like no 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 put on your makeup yeah lip sync do it. Do it yeah, right th- now. This is know? an opportunity to show everybody, like, what you can do. And I think, like, you know, again, like, we we are very aware this is just a TV show about drag queens. But I right, think right, right. if you put that – if you put that – that um, iceberg underneath of, like, well, okay, yes, it is a show about drag queens, right? But it is often about – queer people who've been silenced or who have been oppressed or who have gone through hard times or been rejected by their families or have, you know, had to try to find their tribes and their communities that like when you have that larger iceberg for that, you know, for someone like that, who's had to kind of like fight to find their place in life, the message of like, don't give up on your dream or like, don't let this setback stop you from pursuing your art is really fucking important because like, People who come from those kind of struggles or those kind of doubts, it's so easy to find a reason to go back to sleep, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. I love this show, Colin. I do, too. I, I do, too. Show. I fucking love this show. I love Drag Race Thailand so much. Me I just... Too. Ugh. ugh. <sighs> this episode, I I just am in awe. I'm in Same. such awe. And... Mary's listening. I I want to hear people talk about their experience watching this episode. I want to just share the musical episode moment with everybody, you yeah. know? Yeah. Do you have any further thoughts before we wrap up? No, I think I've I've wrung out the towel. I'm good. All right, Mary. 
Well, Marys, if you have any thoughts, please, again, reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary, or you can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com, or you can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. And if you're nasty, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Johnny also. And you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. You can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And if you're a Patreon, you already know how to get more of both of us, which is at patreon.com backslash R8Mary. And for that, thank you. Uh, and if you're a free skate Mary who's just hearing this episode now and wants to become a Matreon, it bears repeating patreon.com backslash All Right Mary. All right, Mary. Um, with that, Marys, we are going to leave you with the season one theme, as usual. Uh, of Baby Peach on a bike. <laughs> Baby Peach on Baby a bike. Baby Peach on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Music! Music! <laughs>